Mark Bickley. Yeah, he's our skip, the pride of South Australia. I know he's humble, doesn't like hearing that, but yeah, Bix, welcome. <laughs> hey, Rowie and uh, Tuckers, how are you guys? Where are you, boy? Oh, well, I've uh, been away the last couple of days. Okay. I've, um, I'm up in Renmark at the moment, Beautiful. so uh, just having a bit of uh, downtime, but um, won't be long. Be back back in town and, uh, yeah, just taking a little bit of R&R, as, as people do on a long weekend. Did you go to the BNF? Did you present your Mark Bickley Award? No, I wasn't able to. Uh, I wasn't able to get there, unfortunately, because I was, uh, as I said, I was out of town. So um, I think I, I well, I know I did. I recorded a little message to mm. Sam Berry. So uh, congratulations to him, and that was a great result. And I think that's one of the real bonuses last night mm. when you looked at the top ten: Berry at nine and and um, Saligo at ten. That's a, that's a really good effort from two. Young players, and um, you know, for Adelaide to go forward, those guys have got to continue to, to move up that list and become really great players. Yeah, he's got a touch of you, Vic Sam Berry, hard nosed, determined. A bit more hair than me. <laughs> Rory Leds, third BNF. That honestly, we just spoke to him. What an amazing achievement for a bloke that was a rookie. Yeah, look, it is, and it's just it's phenomenal, isn't it? I heard the interview, and and you know, he was. Gracious and humble, as as we've come to expect from Rory, and um, and it's quite amazing. You know, he joins Mark Rusciuto, Simon Goodwood, and Andrew McLeod. Now, you know that is exalted company. Mm-hmm. When you look at those three guys, and and you know, people say that you know he now sort of moves in those circles. I'm not quite prepared to put him at the same level as those three guys. I think there is uh, a distinguishing factor. Those guys that I mentioned, Goodwood, McLeod, Rusciuto. Uh, chuck in Edwards, chuck in Ben Hart, and chuck in Sean Wren. They all played at the same time. Now, you know they, you know over that period they they all had their ups and downs. So they had to, you know, every time that Simon Goodwin won a best and fairest, he beat an Andrew McLeod, a Mark Rashido, a Ben Hart, a Sean Wren, or a Tyson Edwards. Now that is no mean feat. Now mm. I'm not trying to diminish anything that uh, that, that Rory Laird's done, mm. but not quite the quality there in in the Adelaide mm. side perhaps over the past couple of years. So, you know, absolutely he can do no more and he's doing everything possible to lift that club up. But I'm, I'm not quite ready to put him in that similar company to those three other blokes just yet. Goodwin, McLeod, Edwards, they are, you know, once again, they're all mm. Hall of Famers and, and they're all, you know, some of the, the greatest players that have ever represented Adelaide and... Uh, yeah, not to say that Rory mightn't get there, but he's still got a little way to go yet. Yeah, well said, well said. I think he feels the same way. Uh, mm. Brad Scott, Eston, selection process, boom, he's got the gig. Yeah, look, I, was, I must say, I was a bit surprised because, um, not, not surprised that he got the gig um, because coach before, they did sort of say publicly they wanted someone with experience. He's probably a little bit more well-rounded now. Brad, after coaching for a decade at North Melbourne, moving out, going and doing some work at the AFL. Um, you know, in terms of management skills, I think it's probably added to that. I was more sort of intrigued and surprised by the fact that he did his first interview on a Thursday afternoon. There was a board meeting Thursday night, ratified it, and he was announced as the coach, you know, within all within four mm. hours. Um, I, you know, I've read that... that um, uh, Adam Uze had been for multiple interviews and presented a number of times. And I, I just wonder whether he feels a little bit sort of let down by the process. It, it seems to me that they were pretty keen to get Brad Scott. And, um, and you know, like you would have thought there would have been a little bit more discussion after doing one interview uh, 
you know, and, and you know, even the fact they had a board meeting planned that night to ratify it, that that all seems like there's a, it's a little bit too cosy that it was always going to happen that way. So, I think that's you know, I think some people will look at that process and maybe question it, but in the end, and, and you know, is he the best candidate? He probably, from the outside looking in, he's as he's as qualified as anyone else, and um, you know, it gives. I certainly think he brings a harder edge to Essendon, which he's mm. perhaps been missing over the last couple of years. And the other thing, of course, that goes along with this whole process is now that what is turning into a bit of a fiasco with Kevin Sheedy coming out and, and saying that um, he didn't want Brad as the coach and you know the media department said it was a unanimous decision and, and Kevin wanted to say, well, it wasn't because I voted for James Hurd. Now, mm. I, I think that probably makes it, untenable yeah. for, for Kevin to stay on the board, I would think. So I think there's still a little bit more shenanigans to play out before mm. Essendon can, and, and their fans can sit down and say, okay, let's all align ourselves now. Let's get behind Brad and let's see if we can move this club forward and win a final for the first time in 25 years. Because right at the moment, there's still, I think, some uncertainty about the board and some, you know, some division. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to put it. Yeah, well said, Bix. Um, is in California. We rang him. It's night. When the sun comes up in LA, I think there'll be a missed call from Brad Scott. The two will get together. Brad will ask him a few questions. Sheeds will say, yeah, it is James Hurd, and then I reckon he'll pack his bags because <laughs> Brad Scott ain't going anywhere. Uh, player movement. Now, we've just heard Tom Papley signed a five-year deal with the Swans. Collingwood's Jordan to go. We spoke about that five years. No behavioural clause. Bit of posturing there. The one I want to talk about, Jack Graham, got a mm. contract, went to port, walked across the deck, met his family in there, and he visited the club. <laughs> All a bit, you know, cosy, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, when I saw that, and um, and this isn't out of the blue, you know, players are doing that sort of more often than not. We, mm. do, you know, we don't expect that Carl Amon just decided when the season finished that he was going to Hawthorne. I think we all knew that was probably negotiated at least halfway through the season, if not you know, very early on mm. in the season. So that's just the, the world we live in. But what it does do is it gives us a little bit of a marker, doesn't it, about how far we've come. Because remember when Chris Scott arrived in Adelaide to talk to Travis Boak? Uh, he might have even brought... Did Joel Selwood come yeah, as well? Remember they arrived at the airport? Yep. Wow, that was like the... <laughs> wasn't that the worst thing ever? Like, we wanted yeah. to... We wanted to put a moose up and string someone up, you know, yeah. from Geelong and saying, how could you possibly talk to Travis yeah. Boak? Yeah. How disrespectful. I'm not sure if Travis was in or out of contract at the time, but this is exactly the same thing. You know, yeah. Jack Graham's got a contract still for next year at Richmond. He's highly regarded. He's a two-time premiership player. And now, no qualms whatsoever. Just, uh, this is what I'm doing. Just checking it out. I might just uh, rip that contract up and come to Port Adelaide. So... That just shows in a short space of time. It's probably, I reckon that was probably 2012 or 13, mm. maybe a little bit later. So in under a decade, that's how far we've moved. And, and with Carl Amon, you know, the maturity both the club and Carl showed that says, you know what, I'm going somewhere else, but that doesn't mean I can't play the year out and I can't play really good footy. And, you know, he was their highest vote polar in the, uh, in the Brownlow medal. So he, he still was able to have a good year for Port Adelaide and provide for them, even though he knew that his future was somewhere else. In terms of Jack Graham, though, it's an interesting um, – Jack Graham, the player, you know, if you said what a port need, I, I wouldn't have thought, um, you know, a 181-centimetre midfielder is is a desperate need for Port Adelaide. You know, mm. you've got Ollie Wines, you've got Butters, you've got um, 
Rosie, you've got Willem Drew, uh, you, you've got a number of other players who potentially could move through there as well. And there's one thing that Brad Scott said after the game um, in, his, in his acceptance speech when he said three years ago we were on our knees as a footy club and the one thing we did, we made sure we got quality people to our club. Mm. Now, I think this is something that, that Port Adelaide are doing. Uh, you know, like they're, they're going to lose Robbie Gray last year. Uh, in the next two or three years, Travis Boak won't be there. Um, Tom Jonas won't be there. And, and there'll be some others that will sort of move away from the footy club. I don't think they've got a desperate need for Jack Graham, the footballer, as I said. What they do have a desperate need for is Jack Graham, the person. He's a a quality individual. Mm. He's got leadership potential. He's rock solid, uh, steady as they come. And and I think that's a little bit of a a nod to, not saying that Port Adelaide weren't thinking that well before Chris Scott said it, but it just, it speaks to what a lot of footy clubs, I think, will continue to move towards. And with Geelong, it was Isaac Smith, Jeremy Cameron, uh, Steve Hocking, and a number of players, Eddie Betts, and everyone on-field, off-field, that they're able to bring to the club who are of high quality that they know that they could, um, you know, that fit into the, the way that Geelong wanted to go about. And I think Port Adelaide are trying to amass, you know, a similar set of credentials. What it does mean, though, is it, it does mean it's a little bit crowded in that sort of midfield in terms of, you know, Wines is going to be there, and I think Butters and Rosie are going to be there. Um, yes, he adds some depth, but if he plays... Full-time midfield. I think I just don't know. It's going to be interesting between him and Willem Drew. About they're a bit similar, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of accumulate the ball, tackle hard, win the contested ball, and, and perhaps get it to the outside. Just not sure that you know both of them will be able to play you know full-time midfield minutes with some of the quality of the other midfielders in there. Good people drive culture, and good culture drives success. Here's Chris Scott. It's not hyperbole to say that two or three years ago we were in real trouble. We back getting quality people into our place and we just keep persevering. I couldn't be more proud of the whole Geelong community. Yep, whole club back with flags, Bix, don't they? Back quality people into your club. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's a bit of that around uh, Jack Graham. And, and you only have to hear that. You know, I heard um, uh, Jack Rebolt talking about um, Jack Graham, about, you know, the p- leadership potential and all those things. So Richmond, I, I don't think, want to lose him, but they probably... Being realists, understand if you're going to target and bring Hopper and Taranto in, it's going to mean that he's going to play less midfield time, and that's probably you know what he wants to do. Beautiful Bix, Renmark is the sunniest place, the sunniest town in the whole of Australia. Well, 26 degrees Stop. at the moment, oh, so uh, very very nice. Or well, maybe not 26, maybe 24, but yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful like... here. We're up here with a group of friends, so yeah, fabulous. Well done. Dunk your toes in the Murray River, be nice and cold. Bix, you're a star. Thank you. Okay, see you guys.